Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, December 5th. This is Beth Slovic with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Since 2016, the Cowlitz Indian tribe has paid millions of dollars to a Portland consulting firm and its owners to protect its highly successful a casino resort from unwanted competition. That competition would be other tribes looking to expand their gaming operations in Oregon. a became the nearest casino to Portland in 2017 when it opened outside Le Center, Washington. And it now boasts annual revenue of at least $300 million a year, according to one estimate. Gaming is vital to Northwest tribal economies, and in this case, access to the highly lucrative gambling market in Oregon's population center was at stake. Cowlitz leaders turned to consultants Matthew Rossman and Bruce Stutter and their company for help. They're best known for a nearly two-decade quest to build Oregon's first private non-tribal casino over the objections of tribes in Oregon. At the urging of an influential tribal leader, the late David Barnett, the Cowlitz tribe entered into a contract paying from $30,000 to $50,000 a month to RNS Strategy Group or its owners, Rossman and Stutter. The agreements included a clause that forbade the would be casino developers from moving forward with a private casino that would compete with Alene. And if the pair did develop a casino, the Cowlitz tribe would have the option to manage it for them. A crippling shortage of public defenders in Oregon has led circuit court judges in Multnomah County to dismiss some criminal cases, as the already strained system bows under increasing shootings, homicides, burglaries, robberies, car thefts, and vandalism. But the consequences are only now coming into full public view. Multnomah County District Attorney Mike Schmidt took the bold step two weeks ago of publicizing the complete list of dropped cases pledging to update it each week until the situation is resolved. As of Friday, more than 220 defendants accused of felonies and 75 of misdemeanors have seen their cases dismissed since February because there weren't enough public defenders. While most involved defendants accused of stealing cars, fleeing police, or illegally possessing guns, a small but significant swath encompassed face-to-face person crimes, where defendants were charged with beating, assaulting, or threatening the safety of victims sometimes even with knives or guns. Carol Scolf is one of the victims. An impaired driver struck her in her car in fall 2021. On the day of the crash, the real estate agent had been dropping some flyers off at a home she'd listed for sale in North Portland. And she was driving back to her house in Gresham when prosecutors say an 18-year-old drunk driver struck her. It was shortly before nine on a Sunday morning. He was charged in January with driving under the influence of intoxicants, reckless driving, and assault for striking Sculf and another driver. He made his first court appearance in May, but by August saw the case dismissed because the system couldn't assign him a public defender. Oregon's Measure 114 is scheduled to go into effect on Thursday, December 8th, and Oregonians attempting to buy guns are experiencing crowded lines and days-long waits for background checks as the state sees a surge in purchases. As part of Oregon's existing laws, anyone buying a gun in the state must pass a background check handled by the Oregon State Police. But the surge in gun sales has created a backlog of 42,000 pending background checks, according to figures from the state. The frenzy is the result of uncertainty. On Friday, U.S. District Judge Karen Immergut presided over a federal hearing on whether Measure 114's regulations are constitutional. Immigrant said she'll issue a ruling early this week on whether to grant a temporary restraining order 
or allow the measure to take effect as scheduled. The likely new owner of a Victorian-era home in Astoria, known as the Goonies House, is a fan of the classic coming-of-age movie about friendship and treasure, and he promises to preserve and protect the landmark the listing agent told the Oregonian Oregon Live. The deal is expected to close in mid-January, and the new owner, who describes himself as an entrepreneur, will make his name known at that time. The buyer teases in a Q&A to Goonies fans that he wants their help rebuilding the contraption that opens the front gate. Quote, of course, no one gets in unless they do the truffle shuffle, he jokes in his written statement. The restored private residence was listed for sale at $1.65 million on November 17th. An offer was accepted six days later, according to Public Record. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pot support.